This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Laura Tamblyn-Watts, thanks for joining us. Thank you. So this is a very comprehensive strategy. What's your strategy to get the government to adopt it? We're very pleased. We've had such interest already in it. So I think the time has been right for CARP to release a full platform. So this federal government has been eagerly asking for it, and we have already sent it out across the country to provincial and territorial governments. So the take-up rate is already happening. Oh, really? So, because normally what we're used to, and we are heading into an election year, is that the government will throw out one measure here and one measure there, and they sort of sprinkle them around the population, but they don't seem to be uh, interested in a full strategy that obviously will cost a lot of money to implement all this. And so part of what's important to know is because we have a full platform, it can speak as well to provincial and territorial governments. And we know many of them are either in election right now or have just recently come out of an election as well as the federal government. So what we can use as a full platform is to hold the government's feet to the fire and say, these are the different areas that we need. What are you going to do about them? We've already seen some uptake. We've already seen the interest. Okay, uh, this is FACES. So let's start with the first thing, which is financial security. Where do you see the gaps in government measures for financial security for older Canadians? Well, there's a lot of financial gaps, but we focus on four key areas for this. The first is we're trying to protect pensioners from corporate defaults. We want to make sure that we grant the 1.3 million Canadians who have corporate-defined benefit pension plans super priority. And what does that mean? It means if a company goes under... All of the money doesn't go out into bonuses and into other forms of uh, financial disbursements, but will go first to the very people, the seniors, who've been paying into it. We also want to make sure that pension plans are fully funded. So that's the first one. We want to see that we can eliminate the mandatory RRIF requirements. Right now, we have to withdraw money at 71. And yet when that was established... The average age of death was in the 70s. What we know is that people are living very long and they need the flexibility to save for their retirements, which may be much later. And our last two, we want to make sure that we get rid of some of the clawback GIS and we want to make sure that we have a strong, neutral, impartial ombudsman for banking services and investments. What we know is that older adults are significantly overrepresented in banking complaints really challenging issues with the banks. And right now, our system allows 75% of all banks to choose their own judge. We need a neutral ombudsman for banking services and investment the way we already do for the investments. So right now, greater consumer protection for all of us who bank. A is for abuse prevention. So where are the gaps there? We know that Well, one in 10 older adults who live in the community and who are cognitively intact report being abused. It's much more like about one in six older Canadians, and that's unacceptable, who experience abuse and neglect. We call for two 
key recommendations. The first is to lead a national conversation on elder abuse. We can't keep saying it's somebody else's problem. This is a social problem and we need a response. So an awareness campaign, we need to make sure that people know what abuse and neglect is. And the second one is we need a 1-800 number. So people who are struggling to figure out where do they turn can talk to an real human being at a federal level who can help to direct them to the local supports, which are not in anywhere near the adequacy that we have. Okay. C is for caregiving and housing support. Why did you group those things together? It's a really important question. Thanks for asking it. We see so often caregiving and housing siloed from each other, but we know that in people's lives, they go together. Older people want to age in place. They want to age in their communities. And in order to do that, we need a strategy that allows people who are providing care to get appropriate tax relief and to get the things that they need that will let them release their time um, to help other people. And right now we know about, new statistic came out, $66 billion, that's with a B, $66 billion of unpaid volunteer caregiving is provided by everyday Canadians, many of whom are seniors giving the care. We need to allow some tax relief to let people keep their housing. We want to make sure that the housing supports allows people to stay in the kind of homes that they want to for as long as they can. And what do you mean by age-aware health care? Isn't it already age-aware? It's really not. What we know is that our system, which has been set up, really gives very, very few minutes with a doctor. So if you go to your doctor... And there's a big sign that says most appointments are 15 minutes. And we see that most appointments are actually more like five. And they may be waiting for a long time in the waiting room. They may have a problem even getting a doctor. If you do, it's so common to say you can only have one issue addressed, maybe two. This is not the way that older people need to get health care. We need an opportunity for the medical profession to bill to have the geriatric consults right now, there's no billing code that would let them do that. We know that there aren't they, enough geriatricians, though. That's uh, part of the problem. A few years ago, there was a study that was counting how many geriatricians there were. So this is a few years ago. I, I need to be corrected for the most recent one. But at that time, there was something like 167 geriatricians in the country, and we needed eight times more. The number of plastic Government surgeons. Government can't fix that, though. You have to convince people to go into that specialty. And what we've seen is the great initiatives that can be given to go into spares of need. So we've seen this before in other sectors. We can grant scholarships. We can do encouragement for job training to let people go into the fields that they need. We know the solutions, but we need to bring that age-aware lens. And if you've ever been into a hospital... We know that older people are being called bed blockers. They're becoming the, quote, problem. Our system needs to find a way for older people to have geriatric triage and get them into the places they need without them getting hallway medicine. Yeah, amen to that. Social inclusion, we know basically that social isolation causes premature death. It absolutely does. Social isolation and loneliness is actually a killer. In a recent study by StatsCan, which came out just at the beginning of August, it said the number one quality of life indicator and your health indicator is the quality and number of your social connections. Conversely, we've learned 
that not having social connections can be as detrimental to your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So we need programs that allow older people to participate in the community, to become engaged in the community, and to make sure that we reduce stigma and ageism as a part of that social inclusion. Anything you want to leave us with on this? What I'm hoping is that our national platform will allow individuals who are advocating at the local level, as well as those of us who are advocating to government, to choose the areas that are most important to them and to connect with their local representatives. Bring this platform with you. Challenge your local representatives or elected officials to sign on. And then when they get elected, you have their endorsement and you can bring it to them and say, you promised, now it's time to deliver. Okay. Sounds good. Laura Tamlin Watts, thanks so much. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.